Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Reformed Dissenters, the show where Reformed Christians dissent against popular ideas of culture by asserting a biblical worldview. Uh, my name is Jacob Johnson, and I am here in Sadly, Pennsylvania, <laughs> and uh, I'm joined today by my brother Bruce, who is in South Dakota, the better Hello. state of the two. Um, <laughs> but thank you for watching and listening to us today. As you could probably see, if you are kind of a more of a long time listener, at least if you've listened last week and then now this week, uh, <laughs> we're doing things a little bit differently today because Bruce is feeling a little bit under the weather. And so he asked me to uh, do the main part of the show here. So if you I'm hear probably me talking, dying, I don't think I'll survive yeah. the week. He has COVID. This is it for me. Yeah. He does, I don't know if he, we don't know if he has. Oh, COVID I don't know. Not, but yeah, who knows? I don't care. But whatever. If he's dying, it means he has COVID. Right? <laughs> yeah. That's that's the, the only way that's to die. Logic. Yeah, that's the only way to die. Yeah. No, no more, no more heart attack. No more heart attacks. Right. Nor the flu. Um, nothing exists no, yeah. except COVID. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but on our show website, our show website is trdshow.net. Please go check it out. It has a lot of great stuff on there, um, such as our referral program. And, uh, if you want to know more about that, you should go to the website and find out. Woo. Um, cause I don't have all the information with me. Bruce <laughs> does in his exuberant wealth of knowledge in his head that he just keeps there. But, um, <laughs> I don't. Uh, so please go check that out or watch any other episodes and just watch the first little bit to hear what Bruce says about it if you want to hear Bruce talk more. But, uh, <laughs> oh, right? I'm sure they're sick of my voice by now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you can also email us at trdshow at protonmail.com if you would like to criticize us. <laughs> but no, 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 no. Uh, not only criticize us. You can th- uh, hopefully give us some... <clears throat> Uh, good things to say, um, hopefully. But if all you do want to do is criticize, then please send us that too. We'll we'll, l- we'll look at it. We'll listen. <laughs> we'll uh, do whatever about it. <laughs> um, but lastly, our newsletter. Right. If you have missed any of our other episodes and you have no clue when they come out and you don't and you're confused and you want more notifications as to when they come out. The newsletter is a great way of staying up to date with all of our content hmm. because yep. we have a email that goes out uh, three times a week, same as our episodes, but it's just the day after, and it gives you a, basically a, a short little rundown of what we were talking about in the episode, but then it also links towards the episode. And so if you sign up to that newsletter program at trdshow.net slash newsletter, just input your email and it will start sending you emails every single week reminding you that we have an episode going live. Um, so this week, well, today specifically, uh, Monday, we are going over our current events breakdown. And we have some very interesting things, especially with uh, hate speech. At least that's what I'm going to be talking about. I don't know what you're talking about, Bruce. But uh, police maybe it's along steal things. That's what they do sometimes. So yeah, we need to do. talk about that. They are the best thieves. They really are. They are licensed thieves. So licensed thieves. It's the best kind people, that people don't know are thieves. Right. Or or at least they know that they're thieves, 
Yeah, they think they're above the law. <laughs> yeah. But um Yeah. It's the price you pay for a free and just system. Yeah. Right, right. Right, because that's that's what justice means. Whatever the <laughs> whatever the cops say is justice is justice. That's what justice is. But um but before we go into all of those nice things <laughs> they're not nice, by the way. But uh before we go into that, uh let us talk about our verse of the week. And our verse this week is found in Nehemiah one nine, which says if you return to me and keep my commandments and do them, do you, though your outcasts are in the uttermost parts of heaven, from there I will gather them and bring them to the place that I have chosen to make my name dwell there. And again, that is Nehemiah 1 9. Um, this is a very interesting uh, verse because the beginning, I think, is probably the most important part here and everything else below it just hangs on this first beginning right mm. and that again is if you return to me and keep my commandments right and do them right so it's everything else below that is hanging on this um command here that we keep his commandments right mm. yeah if you return to him right and that some people could Take that as, you know, if we, uh, if we uh, confess our sins, right, if we turn away from a worldly living, right, and then we come to keeping his commandments, then we want to follow his law, right, that we are after, right, after we're saved, right, we then go to follow his law, right? It seems like throughout our throughout uh, listening in churches and sitting and listening to the pastor and stuff, you hear all about this, that we're saved, right? That we, we <laughs> used to have sin and now we're saved. Yeah. Right. But they don't talk as much about what we do after we're saved, mm. right? Every single Sunday we hear, okay, we're saved. We're saved. We're saved. <laughs> but we don't hear as much anymore about what needs to come after. Yeah. And, and we can say, the Ten Commandments, right? We need to follow the Ten Commandments. Yes, but that's that is yes a, a heading for for God's commandments, yeah. right? And what He has set out, but we don't know the full extent of His law. And, and I mean, as we're going to talk on Wednesday, sorry, on our literature episode, the Ten Commandments is a summary. Mm -hmm. So, without understanding, you know, actually reading the chapters of each law and understanding it. It's just a summary. You're just going to get yeah. a, a glossary um, overview of the commands exactly. of God. Yeah, exactly. It's like it's uh, as our dad always explained it. It's like a table of contents for a book. Hmm. Right? You've got the table of contents, right, which is you know giving you a brief, brief chapter heading for each of the chapters, but it's not the actual chapter itself. Hmm. Right? It's yeah. not yeah. what comes in that chapter. We need to know in know what each chapter says yep. and the sad thing is is that pastors are not focusing on that all right so that is the end of what i'm what <laughs> my uh breakdown of that verse do you have anything else sad there bruce no i think that was a really good really good breakdown of it um it feels weird on a monday for you to be breaking down the verse <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. uh yeah. yeah i thought 
you know, I think the most important thing to remember is that this is a covenant we enter into God, into with God, and it's contingent on us keeping his commands, right? Like that, if we want our nation to be blessed, we should be covenanting with God. And I mean, Raymond Simmons talks about that a lot in his book, Confessional County, which we talked about months ago on the show. So that's really good to look into if you are yeah, more curious. Either, either get that book or go back to those episodes. Yeah. I don't know the exact episodes. Segway, if you come to the event Ooh. in October, uh, October 5th Sixth through, through the 8th. Oh, 6th through the 8th. Correct. Right. See, again, <laughs> the wellspring of knowledge right there. Um, but um, we actually have right, a pamphlet that should be at our table, mm. uh, giving you all the breakdowns of all the epi- episodes. Our mom has worked hard oh, on yeah. trying to get that done and trying to make it look really, really nice. Yep. But um, don't just go to the event to pick up a, one of our pamphlets. Go to the event because <laughs> it's a Fight Laugh Feast. Fight Laugh Feast is hosting it, and they ta- are talking about some really amazing stuff there. And that's another bonus. You get to see us in person. <laughs> so, um, yep. No longer listening to us over uh, wherever you're listening to us on. Um, <laughs> Where can yeah. they go to do that, Jake? Bruce? Oh, sorry, I don't. I didn't have it in these notes. It's okay. It's um. FLF Network. <laughs> FLFnetwork.com/slash/Knoxville2022, um. and there that's also up on screen. So, there sorry, no worries. Yeah. No, yeah. Uh, again, this is not what I normally do. So, um. You are handling it quite well. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Um, but yeah, as promised, let us move into the current events breakdown. You know, it's been taking a while for us to get here, but <laughs> we're finally here. Let's let's talk about what happened. Uh, but our first, my first article, right? And as always, I will start out with my articles. Um, but the first one, right, is in the headline reads: Consequences. Biden's MAGA hate speech already cost a life wow and and just from that title alone you can already tell what i'm going into but a direct direct quote from the article is shannon brant uh age 41 was convinced that 18 year old uh kayler kayler ellingson Again, if I'm butchering these names, I'm sorry to whoever these people names are, are even if they're listening. Yeah, yeah. Was a Republican extremist, <laughs> right? So Shannon Brandt was convinced that 18-year-old Elling- Ellingson was a Republican extremist. And again, continuing on with the quote, who was coming to get him after they had a political argument. So he allegedly killed Ellison wow. with his car early Sunday morning. Wow. And this was last week. Uh, not not this week, not yesterday, but the week before. Wow. The article goes on to say, according to John Nolt at Breitbart, a poll showed that 73% of Democrats insanely believe that there are tens of millions of dangerous MAGA Republicans backing violence, and trying to overthrow the Constitution. (laughs) Wow. End quote. Right, that was ending of the quote. Uh, So, what is the overall problem here? Right? Right, we can obviously see, all right, killing's wrong. Hmm. 
But what's what's the bigger problem? What's what's the overall problem? Well, first of all, this event happened because of multiple speeches, right, in which Biden claims that white supremacists are the biggest threat to America <laughs> in claiming that January 6th was a domestic terrorist attack. Wow. Which was caused, which they claim was caused by white supremacists and MAGA hate group, whatever, Republicans. <laughs> All the labels. All the labels, yes. Um, it's now, hilarious, too, that they say the Constitution is what, like, uh, right when wing extremists want to overflow or overthrow, goodness, I can't speak today, which is why Jacob is doing this. Um, <laughs> it's hilarious that they say that because, A, they themselves have no idea what the Constitution entails. They keep saying mm. we're in a democracy, which is patent foolishness and... It's just like, have you read any books about democracies and how badly they go? Which is why we're not in one. We're in a republic for multiple reasons. So B, A, there's that. They have no idea what the Constitution says. So how could they possibly accuse us of trying to overthrow it when they don't know it themselves? Yeah. And B, they're the ones who are overthrowing it. Like, yeah. for the reason I just listed. They want democracy and not a republic. That's overthrowing the Constitution. And also... Right. They want bigger government. They want the civil government to be involved in all areas of life. It's their God. So yeah. that's what they want, which is also yeah. overflowing the car, overthrowing. I don't know why that word is so hard for me today. Goodness. Yeah. So for so many reasons, they are accusing us and they do this all the time. That's their MO, right? They're accusing us of what they themselves want to do and are doing. It's utter insanity. And I want to point out right there what you were saying as us, right? <clears throat> I find it very interesting, right, that their metric for white supremacist, which mm. that's what they call us, <laughs> right, is not clear, right? Mm. They can claim anyone to fit <laughs> into this definition that they have. Yep. And I don't even know if they have a definition. They <laughs> right. call yep. anybody whatever. They call anybody that they don't like this label. Yep. What was it they called Clarence so, Thomas, a white supremacist? Yeah. It's like, are exactly. you kidding me? The, really? The, what was it? Someone was saying the black face of white supremacists. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, but even, right, even so, the rational liberal agenda has even claimed uh, people on their own side, right? People who are LGBTQ, who are following all of their um, things as white supremacists. Right. And and to point out there, right, it's it they're they're calling anybody that they want this. Mm. Right? Yep. And even the people who agree with them, even the people who listen to their commandments, who listen to their religious beliefs, who follow their religious actions, they even call them this label. Mm. Which by the way, this if you haven't noticed, this label has a very demeaning and very uh, bad connotation with it mm. right yeah. it's you don't want to be called this according to them yeah i wouldn't want to be called it definitely no, no yeah because that's not what we are they <laughs> right. just want to throw this around so people look at us differently yep so you have to ask right because this has no definition at what point would they draw the line mm. right when would it be they wouldn't come after you specifically? Yeah. Right? 
they want to call it they want to call anybody this right yep and if and even if you agree with them even if you think you're safe from it you're not mm. and and to clarify i'm not just talking about crazy liberals here right i'm not just talking about random regular people well they're not regular they're crazy but <laughs> they or as the bible would call here. them they're fools fools right all these crazy people who believe this stuff. It's not just them who I'm talking about. It's not the people who just want to spew insults at you online. Mm. Right? But even scarier, right, is that the government is now cracking down on white supremacy and domestic terrorism. As I will discuss in a later article. Right? Wow. This that'll be my last article. But they they put these two together, right? And again, and this is the point that want that I want to bring up, is that they put these two together, right? White supremacy and domestic terrorism. They want to put them on the same level. As Well, they want to put them on the same level as each other. Meaning that they think white supremacists, right? Which, keep in mind, that's how they could define you. Mm. Yep. Should be treated the same as the people who blow up buildings. <laughs> yep. As an example, 9-11. They think you should be treated the same as the people who, just, who destroyed the the twin towers which if i may is a fascinating principle because i mean what's the first thing you learn in a worldview class that's doing it properly first thing you learn is that ideas have consequences so in in many ways they are rightly identifying that ideas lead to action but they are taking and twisting that because they don't use the bible as their ultimate standard so that now they can say that these ideas, which, by the way, as you just so aptly described, don't actually have a definition. So any idea that we disagree with in the moment leads to terrorism. Yeah. So in some ways, they're right that ideas have consequences. But because they're not using the Bible as their ultimate standard, they don't know what ideas lead to what consequences. Exactly. Yeah. Let me get through the second article really quickly, because the last article is, I think important to bring up and it is just absolutely mind-blowing right what is discussed in it but and and this is this one's a crazy one too and and this one it reads the the art the headline reads fbi raids home of catholic pro-life speaker author um with guns drawn as his terrified kids watch wow wow it just reading through the article and some of the things that his this guy's wife is explaining and how it went down, it's just why would they do this? Mm. And it's again, like a repeat of Waco, Texas. No, yeah, exactly. Except Waco, Texas was worse, I would say, because they yeah. went in and they actually killed people. Whereas yeah, yeah. this is just going against the rights of the people. Yep, and just bombarding, going into his house. And he the the FBI did have a warrant, right? Um, I think something in the article was um, claiming to have said that it was a kind of incomplete warrant. <laughs> I'll be talking about that but, when I get to my article. The yeah. lies that they've been putting into their warrants that mm. judges sign because the FBI didn't disclose everything right. in their warrant. So this happens far more frequently than you would think. Yeah. Now... To point out here, right, I want 
people to understand that specifically, like, why did they enter this guy's house mm. with guns drawn? Specifically, yeah. they they had. I think it was stipulated that they had rifles. Wow. Aimed at the guy before he even opened the door. They he opened the door and they immediately had the rifle pointed right at him. Wow. And it's like, why? What what did he do that was so bad? And, you know, it, it leads people to think, oh no, he must have done something really bad. <laughs> yeah. Let me let me let me just tell you what he did <laughs> that they have a problem with. That they that they have to come in they have to barge down his door, right, and point guns at him. The article states that he was charged with violating the Freedom of Access to Clinic Entrances Act. What? He apparently, right, was trying to convince people at abortion clinics to not get an abortion. And that's his problem. That yeah. that's what they that's that's what they charged him because with. Because freedom of speech does not exist any longer. No. And I don't, the article didn't directly say that he stopped or like he forced someone to not go in. Right. It's just he was trying to convince them that, you know, not murdering innocent children is a better way to go than, you know, murder, murdering innocent children. Hmm. Yeah. And he was a homeschooling father with seven kids who were all present when the FBI came in and had guns drawn at him. Wow. I'll bet those kids will be galvanized now. They'll be like experiencing something like that changes your life mm -hmm. and you'll be very distrustful of the civil government from that point forward. Yeah. And I hate, I hate to say that that situation is a good thing. I, I, that situation is not a good thing. It's most definitely not. Mm. But I think that those kids will have a better understanding and be a little bit more distrustful of the government government moving forward. Yeah. That they'll actually be skeptical of, of what the government does. Yep. And actually <clears throat> want to test it. Make sure that they're following biblical principles instead of just doing willy-nilly whatever they want. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yep. It's a they meant it for evil, but God meant it for good scenario. Right. Right. So moving on to my last article, which says... FBI agents uh, are saying admin or the administrator is pushing agency to exaggerate white supremacy and domestic terrorism. Mm. Wow. Again, like I stated earlier in the first article, I find it very interesting that they put white supremacy and domestic terrorism on the same scale. And... Moving moving on later into the article, again, I, I wanted to restate that to, just to point you back to what I was saying before. They're, they're putting it on the same level as the people who caused 9-11, <laughs> who killed thousands of people. I don't know if it's in the millions, but thousands of people. And here's a quote from the article, which is the, the quote is actually from the FBI headquarters, but the article brings it up. Um, because some of the FBI agents are saying, like, how is this happening? Hey, look, hey, they're telling the people, hey, look at this. This is this is not right. Um, let me just show you what's going on here in the agency, because I, I don't I don't believe this. And so we're hearing these hearing these things. Right. But the FBI doesn't want us to hear these things. Mm. 
And, and here's a direct quote from the FBI headquarters. And I quote, we have more people assigned to investigate white supremacists than we can actually find. What? End quote. Oh. Yeah. Wow. They have more people working on trying to, more people assigned with investigating white supremacists <laughs> than the actual supremacists they can find. Wow. It's like, what? Yep. Yep. They're, they're not finding the people who they want to find, who they're looking to find. I say who they want to find. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Who they, they're trying to find the, these people. They're not, they're not just um, someone caused a problem or someone's doing something illegal. And then you're like, oh, okay, we got to stop that. No, they're, they're trying to find just regular people. And again, mm. the definition for white supremacists is all over. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. But. Yep. They are making this claim, uh, yet they are having a hard time proving it to be true. They're claiming that, that white supremacists are rampant, yet they're having a hard time proving that it's true. <laughs> yet, right, instead of making, uh, instead of taking a rational course of action and saying that, well, I guess it, it isn't that big of a problem, or it isn't as rampant as we're claiming. But, you know, instead of being the rational person and saying that. Instead, they're saying... Uh, well, sorry. They instead, they're now exaggerating it, right? Mm. They want to overblow it than it actually is. Yeah. Right? And then, to put it plainly, they want to make up something that isn't true about mm. regular people. Yeah. They want to... They're now looking for things, and now they might even start implanting things. Yep. Well, I took I took a lot of time going through that. Uh, no, it's it is worth every second of that time spent. Yeah. So to move on to you, Bruce, and whatever you have. Um, yeah. You got five minutes. Uh, yeah, I'll just take about four and I'll condense it down, <laughs> which great, is great, great for my voice, anyways. So, in our nation under judgment, one of the things we need to watch out for. And be aware of is that our politicians who are supposed to demonstrate God's perfect justice are now, as we're told in Isaiah chapter 1 verse 23, companions of thieves. So these people that are supposed to be examples of the righteousness of God, the justice of God from a civil governmental standpoint are now showing the exact opposite. It's almost as if um, it's like when a father who's supposed to be an example of God uh, abuses his children. And then think about the impression now that those children will have of our father, God the Father, right? It's the same thing in this governmental position. Uh, and we're warned about that in a nation under judgment in Isaiah chapter 1, verse 23. So what is this stealing, this thievery that we're warned about? And how is that occurring in modern day America? Civil asset forfeiture is the technical name for them being companions of thieves and being thieves themselves. It's defined by the ACLU as allowing police to seize and then keep or sell any property they allege is involved in a crime. <clears throat> so my headline that I'll go through in the two minutes I have left uh, reads, FBI misled judge who signed warrant for Beverly Hills seizure of, get this, 86 million in cash. They stole... 
$86 million in cash. And in case I don't get to the why, I'll just read one of my notes a little bit further down. Apparently, all of this occurred because they allegedly believed that hundreds of unknown box holders were all storing assets somehow tied to unknown crimes, court records show. It's completely ambiguous. It's just, there is no, just like Jacob was saying, there's no definition for whether or not these people are criminals. We're just going to steal their stuff because they might maybe be connected to a crime in some way. I think it's interesting that first first off, civil asset forfeiture is, is well, whether it be that it is constitutional or not, and I, I don't exactly know whether it's constitutional or not, but at least how it's being used today is certainly not mm. constitutional. Yeah. And and even even so, going to this, this is not even what a warrant or anything like that should look like. Yes. It shouldn't be ambiguous like this. Yep, yep. Well, what's fascinating, a little piece of this puzzle that kind of answers our question here that you brought up about the warrant, is that they, they misled the judge who originally signed the warrant um, allowing them to go in and steal $86 million worth of things. They misled the judge by not making it clear that they intended to permanently keep anything they confiscated that was over $5,000 in value. They kept that out of the warrant, which first of all, how could you possibly put that in the warrant? And they knew if we put that in the warrant, of course he's not going to sign it. But this is their mentality. They're literally mm -hmm. keeping anything permanently keeping and stealing anything that's over five thousand dollars these are these are safety deposit boxes yep yep right from this all is, sorts this of this is where people keep their most important belongings yep such as money there's it's like tons of, of cash you're gonna have five thousand dollars yeah. in a safety deposit they, box they had gold silver all sorts of different precious metals they had tons of cash and the the really interesting thing here too is that it was people from all walks of life. So they had a jazz saxophone player, um, an interior designer, a retired doctor, a flooring contractor, two Century City lawyers, and hundreds of other occupations. Wow. Yeah, which is just insanity. Utter insanity. So, okay, I'll wrap it up since I'm out of time, which that's okay because my voice is starting to die. <laughs> um, so there are so many things wrong with this whole situation, not the least of which being the lack of due process. Uh, but it's truly a clear example of Isaiah chapter 1, verse 23, which says, Your princes are rebels and companions of thieves. Everyone loves a bribe and runs after gifts. They do not bring justice to the fatherless, and the widow's cause does not come to them. And again, that's Isaiah 1, 23. And with that, I'll pass it back to you, Jake. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness, the the complete and utter destroying of our of of a biblical government, what mm. used to be a biblical government in the beginning of our in yeah. the starting and the founding of our country. Yep. Yep. Um to now having this FBI and this task force that is specifically targeted to come after you. Yeah. And to control you. And really this is this is so they can have control over you. Yep. And and it really it fits into the idea, right, that they want power, right? They want greed. They want money. They want all of these sinful things, right, that we're supposed to elect a person who is godly, 
who understands those things as a sin. No, no, no. We just have to vote for the lesser of two evils, Jake. What are you talking about? We don't want to vote for a pastor. Yeah, exactly. Utter insanity. And this is why we're here. Yeah. Um, But before we go too long, uh, thank you all for listening and watching today. Uh, Again, a completely amazing episode, I feel. Um, and, oh, that's uh, just because you were hosting. You did an exceptional oh, yeah, job, though. Yeah, exactly. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Um, but I'm blanking on how Boos ends the episode. So <laughs> right now, I will say, please tune in for our Wednesday episode, <laughs> right? Our literature episode, um, where we're going to still be in uh, Doug Wilson's book, uh, Mother Kirk. Yep. But until next time, remember, everyone, in all that you do, Do it as unto the Lord.